Salutations, starlights. I am your lovely host, Rhea, and I use they, them, and theirs pronouns only. I would like to cordially welcome you to this episode of Babylon Rising, a queer podcast about liberatory magics, art, and the occult. This episode, we'll be speaking about dreams, dream recollection, and dream interpretation. If you hear any weird noises in the background, my apologies. I believe that's the radiator in the kitchen. I'm at my mom's place. I don't normally record here, of course. Um, If my voice sounds odd to you, it is definitely because I just ate a whole hecking load of very spicy fried noodles that I made, and I put in like hot sauce and fresh scotch bonnet peppers and some black pepper and some garlic and onion. Mm, Very delicious, very spicy. Like all the fluid that could possibly leak from my face was definitely going really hard in that moment. (laughs) Anyways, the whole noodle thing, yeah, that's pretty inconsequential to the topic of this show, which I mentioned is going to be dreams, but seriously before we really get into dreams kind of fibbed a bit we're gonna talk about dreams and dream stuff but first we definitely have to talk about sleep because that's sort of a prerequisite generally speaking for dreaming kind of have to have some sleep um in the mix before you can make a dream pie so let's talk a little bit about sleep in case you didn't know sleep is actually kind of complex when we go to bed and hopefully get our full hours of sleep i I believe it's full eight hours, but um, when we go to bed and get our hopefully eight full hours of sleep, our brains cycle through four sleep stages throughout the night, and those stages are stage one, two, three, and REM sleep. Obviously, rapid eye movement uh, is where the dreams are happening, um, but the other stages are also fairly important to understand. So Stage one is a light sleep stage where we can be easily woken up. It's mostly a process of slowing down our brain from wakefulness. This is where you go when you are, you know, dozing in, um, in and out of class, or if you're, you know, drifting off in church because you're bored out of your mind and then your nice classmate or your angry grandmother shakes you awake and you, you know, quickly upright yourself and tell them you weren't sleeping how could you have been sleeping it's it's 10 (laughs) a.m so i believe i mentioned this is an easier stage to wake up from because it's so light um this is also where you can sometimes get the feeling of like falling awake or like really just jerking awake as if you had been falling that is here Um, stage two is a deeper non-REM sleep than stage one and this is where your heart rate is slowing down your temperature is dropping um, and it's definitely more difficult to wake yourself up as your body is continuing to slow down from wakefulness stage three is deep non-REM sleep this is where the rejuvenating effects of sleep happen that people often talk about being very important to your health Um, So that happens during stage three. This is also where sleepwalking, night terrors, and sleep talking occur. Um, It's very difficult to wake someone up from this stage. Uh, Fun fact, I talk in my sleep. Um, It's like 50% nonsense and like 50% how I actually speak when I'm awake, 
which is very inconvenient because occasionally my mother will have told me the night before she needs me to go to the store for something and then she won't tell me anything else and so in the morning when she gets up for work very early to leave and I'm still mostly asleep she'll like walk by my room door and be like Raya like I need you to buy another roll of paper towel the money is on the table under the vase please do this before I get home and then you know I wake up and I'm like she didn't tell me anything I need to know what do I gotta go to the store for what and then I text her on her break and she's like we spoke about this you told me you would do it you told me not to put it under the vase you said to just leave it on the table like we had a whole conversation it's crazy um crazy and convenient mostly I don't care either way I never say anything embarrassing or whatever um so after stage three we finally come back around to uh REM sleep where the dreaming happens as I said uh you know your brain will cycle through these stages throughout the night with REM stages typically lasting longer later into the night and restorative stages lasting longer typically in the beginning half and I believe most people are aware of this but um I believe it is known that uh the rejuvenating stages of sleep uh last less and less time throughout your sleep cycle as you grow older which is an interesting thing to know about um part of the process of aging um so even though i'm sure when i mentioned that REM sleep is where the dreams happen you probably already knew that i'm sure that you could tell us why i keep bringing it up so flippantly um but i would still say that dreams can be pretty mysterious even if you know about REM sleep and how that's where the dreams happen um, because of people not getting good sleep. Um, And so before you can really have fun thinking about your dreams and, you know, trying to use them to help you grow as a person or whatever else you want to do with your dreams, definitely try getting the best sleep you possibly can. Obviously, no one can get perfect sleep. There are a lot of reasons why people don't get very good sleep, whether you have um, many stressful jobs, um, you know, lots of responsibilities as a parent or a caretaker, um, you know, you're going through schooling, whatever the reason why people don't have the opportunity to get the be- the like the perfect sleep we all need and deserve, trying to get the best sleep you possibly can is still like the best option. Uh, I think like last year, my mom had like got really sick because she works like a pretty terrible job. She works very hard, but her job sucks. And she got sick drinking energy drinks all the time because her job is so tiring. And it's like, don't even, energy drinks are like not worth the risk. Just get the best sleep you can. That's all you can really do. Either way, you can't function without good sleep. And if you try the energy drink route, you could also get very sick. So try to get the best sleep you can. And I'm sure there are sleep tips that I'm sure we're all very tired of hearing, but I'm going to go over them anyways, in case you weren't tired of hearing them enough. Um, Obviously, no caffeine before bed, no coffee, no soda, no caffeine before bed, okay? None of those delicious uh, dark coffee chocolate bars with the sea salt, none of that. Don't eat that before bed. That's bad. Um, Limit your exposure to blue light in the night. I use one of those like blue light filters on my phone and it changed the sleeping game for me because um then if I had to like like my dad will text me or call me like really late in the night or if I have to turn off my alarm because I set a bunch of alarms to wake me up before um before I actually have to get up um 
So the blue light filter on your devices, if you have to view them in the night for some reason, will definitely improve your sleep. Even if you're like, you know what, Rhea, I can't do it. I can't just not use my devices, um, you know, max two hours before bed. That's like, you know, non-realistic for me. I get you. I get you, friend. But at least use like a light filter on your device. Um, it's less stressful on your eyes um, at the very least. And of course, like there's your typical try not to use devices so much before bed. I know personally that is not going to work for me. Um, since I was a very young kid, I have found that if I don't have, you know, some kind of music or a podcast going or a movie going, for like background noise, then I will not be able to sleep. My internal dialogue will never stop telling me about how the the end is nigh, the world is ending, the ozone layer is gonna kill us, global warming is gonna kill us, um, food deserts, there's not gonna be no food, all the crops are failing, like that will let me never ever sleep. And while I am fine with indulging those thoughts when I'm awake, when I am trying to sleep, they are disturbing. Um, so I know I am not going to just stop having devices doing whatever they need to do to get me to even get any sleep at all. You know, that's why I keep saying get the best sleep you possibly can rather than getting this perfect sleep that we all deserve. There are lots of reasons why people don't get perfect sleep. And one of my reasons is that my internal dialogue will let me never sleep rather than getting less decent sleep than I deserve, than you deserve. We all deserve good sleep. All right, um, uh, moving on to some of the other sleep tips. Uh, do not take long naps during the day. If you nap in the daytime, those naps should never be more than half an hour long. That's as much time as you need to feel slightly more refresh refreshed and not groggy after you wake up from your nap. If you nap any longer than a half hour nap, you will have killed your sleep for the night. You will feel tired anyways when you get up. You won't feel good. Honestly, naps during the day are like not really a good idea in general. Um, I used to, when I would get home from, from school in the afternoon at like two o'clock, three o'clock, I would sleep until seven. I would wake up at seven and eat and then I would be up until like 1 a.m. And I did this for so long. My sleep schedule was like all over the place. That's part of why I believe I mentioned I used to sleep in class a lot. I slept in class all the time all the time a lot <laughs> um yeah so learn from my mistakes try not to do the terrible sleep habits that i do sleep hygiene all right um uh what was i gonna say so another sleep tip is about like alarm clocks okay it is okay what i would do for my alarms at night is i would typically set an alarm like two hours before i have to get up because i felt it's like not good for you right because it interrupts your sleep cycle um and like it's just not good for you it interrupts your sleep cycle and then you're going to fall asleep again and it's going to start the cycle over again okay that's not good for you you want to just get the full sleep uninterrupted sleep the reason why I would uh, set my alarm to interrupt me is because I preferred to have my cycle interrupted so that I would have an easier time waking up when it was time for me to wake up. So I would set my alarm clock for like 4.30, the first one, and then the next one would be 6 a.m. so that I could get up at 6 and like be like less groggy. Um, 
that's not a good move you want uninterrupted sleep if you can set your alarm for five minutes later than you usually wake up not like your alarm already woke you up and you're clicking five more minutes like just already you know the night before set it for five more minutes if you can that will help you to feel less groggy when you get up um and it won't interrupt your sleep like having like a billion other alarms to wake you up it's like not going to make you feel more refreshed if you have a billion alarms that wake you up it's just going to make you feel pretty much the same amount of groggy or more because your sleep cycle is just restarting you're not going to feel more refreshed after all of those several alarms wake you up so you know like i keep saying try to get the best sleep you can but we're not perfect we all have our habits that we prefer to keep them the way we can if you literally have a habit you can't change for whatever reason try to work around it and change things that you can uh to give yourself better sleep you don't want to end up getting sick off of energy drinks or like crashing your car because you fell asleep at the wheel these kinds of things happen i know we are you know living in a world that incentivizes working ourselves to death And that means a lot of people cut sleep for whatever reason, whether you are working a regular job or you're in school or whatever, but you need to get sleep or else you can't function. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry we aren't just little robots who just work all the time and then you plug it in the wall and you could still work while it's charging. That's not us. We need sleep, guys. Please get the best sleep you can. Um, So another sleep tip is trying some relaxing teas. Lavender, lemon balm, chamomile, peppermint, those are good options for for herbal sleep teas. Um, The thing about, I believe, lemon balm and like spearmint or peppermint, I can't remember which mint it is, maybe both, um, is that they are only really um, going to help you to sleep in like smaller amounts. So maybe get a blend that has mint in it rather than drinking like three cups of peppermint tea before bed like I used to do. I'm telling you, I have like the worst sleep habits (laughs) i used to drink so much tea before bed it would always wake me up i would always wake up at 4 a.m whether i had an alarm or not such a bad habit Uh, you know if you're like me and you need to have something playing in the background for you to get any sleep at all try white noise instead of playing a movie or a podcast that's gonna help you relax much more than like listening to a show while you're trying to sleep even if you kind of it becomes background noise in and of itself Anyways, there is also the option of like um, herbal sachets to slip inside your pillow for better sleep. And those same herbs I mentioned are a great option. But, you know, always do your research on like when you're going to be dicking around with herbs. I'm going to always say that. Um, so <clears throat> speaking about dreams again, uh, I know we spoke about sleep for the last couple minutes, but back to dreams. When we are dreaming, our brain pretty closely resembles wakefulness and our eyes, of course, are rapidly moving side to side. Our heart rate increases and our limbs are paralyzed so that we don't accidentally get up and act out our dreams. That would not be a very good uh, idea. It would not be very evolutionarily advantageous. I'll say that. Um, Everyone's favorite Swiss psychologist Carl Jung believed that our dreams serve the purpose of interrogating our conscious and subconscious mind Um, and his ideas Carl Jung's ideas have severely shaped how we talk about and how we think about dreams today Um, uh, I think that generally speaking 
Like most people agree that our dreams have symbols, characters, and stories that could help us understand something about our lives or ourselves. But lots of people have other ideas about dreams other than, you know, that theory in particular. Some people believe that dreams they've had have predicted the future or were messages from gods or goddesses or from, you know, demonic spirits or angelic spirits or they were dreams from aliens or whatever, you know. There are also people who believe that dreams are um, a collection of nonsense that our brains put together to entertain us as we sleep, which I'm pretty impartial to this idea, but I mean, like, to entertain us? Like, we don't really need to be entertained in our sleep. I don't think dreams are very entertaining. They can be, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't think dreams are very entertaining, and if they are, why would that be a good thing? Why do we need our dreams to entertain us if they're just, like, a collection of nonsense? I mean, not many things humans interact with are a collection of nonsense by virtue of the fact that we create meaning for ourselves even if something outside of human perception would be um nonsense but i mean we can't see anything outside of human perception and we tend to give things meaning and that's why even though i'm impartial to the idea that dreams are a collection of nonsense we put together i don't you know it's not a very helpful idea whereas i feel like if we decide to make meaning out of our dreams it can help us to grow as people so i feel like that's more a of a productive way of seeing dreams um so dream recollection in the case of dream recollection you'll want to keep a dream journal 100 percent. this is the best way to help you remember your dreams um you want to keep this dream journal close to where you sleep and you want to keep track of the dreams you remember um In addition to, of course, making sure you get the best sleep you possibly can. If you build up the habit of writing your dreams down the moment you wake up, you'll have less trouble remembering them overall. Um, Because remembering dreams often comes down to habit and ritual. So be sure to keep the journal near to where you sleep with, of course, a writing utensil, a pen, a pencil, etc., But I mean, dream journals is like, you know, everyone says that. You could also uh, just um, record you, you know, recounting your dreams on your phone. Your phone is also close to where you sleep, and you could also use your phone to record your dreams. Of course, don't forget about that blue light filter. You don't want to disturb yourself when you're in the process of recording your dreams, if that's what you choose to do. Um, Like, whichever can help you record the dream as fast as possible. So like if for you it would be too much trouble to like, you know, unlock your phone, click the voice record app and just go, if that's too much for you, if you would rather just pick up the pen and pencil, the book is already open, just write down your dreams quickly. Whatever will help you record the dream as fast and help you to do it so consistently. I just mentioned that recording your dreams is an option because I am particularly good at speaking um, and I prefer it most times, but I still tend to write down my dreams on paper just because I'm, yeah, that's me. Um, you, you do you though. Um, also, of course, I'm not going to forget that magic is an option to help you try to remember your dreams. Um, magic is also an option to help you get better sleep. Like you could create yourself a sigil to help you recall your dreams or to help you sleep better. <clears throat> Holy heck, my throat is like feeling that spice still. 
that I mentioned in those spicy noodles. I'm so sorry. Anyway, so like I mentioned, you could use sigils to help you with the task of remembering your dreams or getting better sleep. Uh, you can help, um, you can use magic to help by creating a herbal sachet. I mentioned earlier that there are herbs you can look into which are not going to kill you, which you could use to help you um, remember dreams either through like a herbal sachet, a tea, um, there are herbs associated with vivid dreams. Um, what else? Uh, scent. Scent is very connected to memory. That's another aspect of using herbs or herbal magic to help you recall dreams. Um, there are also crystals associated with vivid dreaming and dream recall. I don't personally um, use crystals in like the dream stuff that I do, but that's definitely an option for you if something if that's something that would you know get you into remembering your dreams better you can definitely use crystals to help you do that uh there are crystals like amethyst clear quartz moonstone uh you might want to use in a meditation before bed or leave close to where you sleep or both meditation is a great way to help you sleep better like honestly i know that meditation can you hear me itching i'm so sorry like i went to like a barbecue um, which I didn't get to eat anything. Uh, I ate salad and rice because I don't eat meat anymore. And this veganism is like surprisingly stressful. Anyways, went to a barbecue and I, my whole back is all bit up by mosquitoes. And I'm just itching so much. I hope you can't hear it though. Anyways, back to crystals and helping you sleep. So um, amethyst, clear quartz, moonstone, those are crystals I have tried to use in helping me remember and get better sleep. Um, so that's why I bring those ones up in, in particular. Uh, what else? Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, meditation. Meditation is a great way to help you remember your sleep or remember your dreams and get better sleep overall because, um, I mean, it really does wonders for you. I'm glad that more people are interested in meditation, generally speaking. Um, I remember, <clears throat> so before I did mention to you that I am infamous for my poor sleep habits but one evening I decided I'm gonna do it all I'm gonna all the sleep things that I know about that don't that I don't do I'm just gonna do them and see if it really drastically improves my sleep and it really genuinely did it's just not you know exactly a habit I was committing to keeping up and I'm I mean <clears throat> I've always been a very good dreamer. I say that. I just mean that I always have vivid dreams and I mostly remember them. So there's that. So I don't really try, I normally try as hard to remember my dreams with those kinds of tips. I think it started when I was, like I told you, when I was um, nine, I first became very, very interested in dreams, much more than I was in the beginning. And I would practice lucid dreaming. And so I did all of the lucid dreaming tips you hear about like pretty consistently. And I think it's just changed the way I dream forever because um, I'm really good at remembering my dreams, um, generally speaking. Like I still have to like write it down, but generally speaking, my dreams are so vivid that I remember them. Um, so try crystals if that's something that would work for you. Personally, like um, I don't know why I don't use crystals as much. I never really did. I still have a few that I keep around. You know, they really change the mood of a room. So I'm not opposed to them by any means. And if that works for you, then I suggest you do it. 
Um, anyways, so I think now that we've spoken about sleep, about dreams slightly more, excuse me, more generally, and about dream recollection, I think we can finally talk about some dream interpretation. So as I mentioned earlier, Carl Jung, our favorite Swiss psychologist, uh, <laughs> believed that dreams serve the purpose of interrogating our conscious and subconscious mind and his ideas pretty much serve as the framework for how people choose to interpret dreams to this day. Um, Of course, I mentioned earlier as well that there's also an idea that dreams are just random nonsense that our brains put together from our day just to entertain us in sleep. I don't know, that's like kind of reasonable, but then why? Why do we need to be entertained in our sleep? I don't see what like positive effect. I mean, we're not entertained in any of the other stages, so maybe it would be, I mean, that's not true. I don't think I can claim it would be fine if dreams didn't happen. I believe that stage four REM sleep is very necessary to our sleep cycle. And I don't remember what I was looking at that said that we know that it is definitely important just you know there it's up in the air what exactly specifically the purpose of dreams are i think you know either way people like to make meaning where they can and so i don't see anything wrong with choosing to interpret our dreams um especially if they can help us grow as people um so anyways back to young uh Young didn't think that we needed to interpret our dreams for them to um, help us to interrogate ourselves and help us carry out the process of individuation, okay, and self-actualization, that kind of stuff, you know? He didn't think that we needed to interpret them. He felt that they did that already. That's what they were doing. Um, And, you know, in case you are unclear, what he called individuation was that interrogation process I mentioned previously, um, that interrogation of our conscious and subconscious mind in the pursuit of self-actualization and making us more whole people. Um, At the same time, dream interpretation can make this process smoother and more intentional. And I feel like the dream interpretation versus dreams just doing the process themselves of interrogating ourselves is the difference between yes you should definitely brush your teeth two to three times a day and you should also go to the dentist every every year that's you know the dream interpretation is going to the dentist it's good for you and you should do it and dreams themselves are the brushing your teeth every day um it's just they work well together and they enhance your overall health generally speaking if that metaphor made any sense was that a metaphor or a simile? Um, my English teacher would not be proud. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so true interpretation, definitely a plus, a bonus to, you know, your overall psychic health. I don't mean psychic in the metaphysical way. I just mean your mind, you know, um, of course, not everybody has the opportunity for, um, you know, taking the extra time to interpret their dreams. Or maybe it's something out of all the various, like, you know, spiritual things that people talk about doing all the time. Maybe this is one of the few things you can slot into your time. I don't know. I just know that, like, <clears throat> like 
oof, it is not easy for me to keep track of my dreams like during the school year or like when I was working over the break. Like that's not easy. So I know that for some people, taking the time in the mornings to write down their dreams is like the one thing they can do. And for some people, it's like the one thing they cannot do. So obviously, you know better than me which category you fit into. Or maybe it's not something you can do all the time. Either way, taking the time you can to think deeply about your own personhood is a great idea. You know, it is. Um, I think that, you know, this whole like self-actualization thing and the process of making yourself more whole um, is like, is certainly a kind of lofty goal that maybe something we never accomplish. But I think either way, the goal itself of trying to recognize your own whole personhood can allow you to see the full personhood of others and can be a great motivating force for affecting positive social change. I mean, like, do you really think that, like, you know, reactionaries or, like, alt-right people or even typical conservatives really have self-actualized? Do you really think that? Do you really think that they've integrated their shadow um, and in fact, considering the general move further right across the world, do you think that that is a good sign of the health of our collective unconscious? I mean, of course, people all over the political spectrum could do with some self-interrogation. And I have larger problems than a lack of, you know, self-respect or a more holistic spirituality with people who are more politically right than me. But either way, I would encourage everybody to analyze their dreams as a way to intentionally move towards that self-actualization I keep bringing up um, and to hopefully make a better world because that's what I want, you know? Um, Typically in conversations about dream interpretation, you'll often hear about this big, weird collective unconscious. That comes up a lot. Even if you're not talking specifically about dream interpretation and you're just like talking to some kind of like spirituality brain person, they will typically bring this up. Um, The collective unconscious is basically an aggregate of the kind of weirdly similar stories and symbols that tend to repeat themselves throughout societies and play out in our personal lives. This is important to understanding dreams because we can get a sense for something's symbolic meaning in a dream if we can reflect on these typically repeating symbols. Um, Like if you had a dream, you drowned in water, right? You might reflect on water as a symbol for initiation and rebirth and make the connection that beginning of next month an important birthday is coming up for you and this has been stressing you out and you've been trying to avoid this anxiety directly right see look look at the progress we just made on this dream that i just made off off the top of my head and that's just an example of where dream interpretation can take you it can really take you to the next level of trying to be a better person in the world you know a better person in the world does not run around not acknowledging their own fears anxieties and flaws that's not what a better person does and dreams are just dream interpretation at least are and dreams in general are a way for us to help ourselves to avoid the instinct for avoiding these kinds of issues 
Um, I had a dream when I was 10 years old that the sun was setting and I was wake- walking up a steep cliff with a sharp drop. And when I get close to the top, both my parents were standing there in front of me uh, with their backs to me. And they told me that they would never love me and that I was their biggest disappointment. And this is a dream I have never reflected on up until writing everything down for this episode because it was so traumatic at the time. I had this dream. I woke up crying. I was throwing a fit. I was like distressed 100%. And so I've never really taken the time to try to interpret this dream because when I think of it or when I describe it, all it comes up for me is that moment. I remember vividly all the hurt I felt waking up from a dream like this and to be frank it brings up sort of the state of my relationship with my parents to this day and that is hurtful and that is also it can be a source for various issues we will have in our lives if we avoid our anxieties if we you know it's parents in particular not confronting our relationship with our parents when we can can haunt us you know um one symbol in this dream for example i'm just going to choose one um is of course the cliff i'm standing on could be a symbol for being on a precipice of a new phase right or a different adventure whatever um i kind of feel like that dream was the beginning of you know the end of my own childlike wonder directed at my parents and the beginning of really understanding my parents as being apart from me in that they can't love me the way that I can love me and they do have expectations of me that are not always valid or you know legitimate for whatever reason that come from their own issues that don't come from me um that was an important lesson that I had to learn and this dream really marked the beginning of a lot of the same types of issues I have with my parents to this day I mean that what like 10 years old what's that's preteens right 10 11 12 13 um so like yeah that was definitely a a different phase of my life um and it wasn't until I was like 15 years old that I started to try and actively like you know work with that instead of against it like not letting it like you know haunt me every day that my parents can't be you know they can't love me the way that I can love me as I keep saying not that they don't care about me but really their own expectations and flaws don't have anything to do with me and I don't have to let those like ruin my life you know so honestly didn't think that I would choose that dream out of all the others that I have written down as an example I've got much more fun dreams and much less much less traumatic dreams but I think you know this is a good example of again where dream interpretation can take you anyways um another important aspect of dream interpretation is personal symbols so For example, generally speaking, the color yellow is associated with something in particular in our society, maybe like happiness or like a fun summer day or whatever else, you know, and, you know, maybe you have had some traumatic experience somehow involving the color yellow. Maybe you had a really mean bully of a teacher who like often wore like yellow sweaters or something like that. Um, in that case, if you have a dream where 
you are, you know, for some reason stuck in a yellow room, um, you might not interpret that yellow color very generously, I'll say, you know? Um, of course, yellow is just a color. There may be like a specific place you often dream of that has a particular meaning to you personally or a type of person like, you know, a librarian or a teacher or whatever that also has a specific symbolic meaning to yourself, which may deviate from, you know, more general symbols that we all kind of repeat over and over, you know? Um, so in this case, you might find the meaning of your personal symbols to be very specifically memorable. Like every time I see my dad in a dream, he represents you know, anxiety and stress, even if in my waking life, we're not fighting, nothing's going on between us, we're good, we're, we're chilling, whatever. Um, but when my dad is in my dreams, he represents anxiety and stress. Um, or the meaning of these personal symbols may take more interrogation and meditation on the matter, you know? Um, <clears throat> either way, Dream interpretation can take you there, my friend. It can take you to new levels of understanding and appreciate and appreciation for yourself and for other people. And that's part of why I love hearing about people's dreams. It can be laugh out loud, you know, break down the door funny, or it can be really, really sad, like the dream I mentioned, you know, that I had when I was 10. Um, dreams are just so interesting. It's so interesting to ask my friends, like, oh, have you dreamed anything interesting? I had a dream that I was on a train, and then I walked to the back of the train, and it was, like, an underwear store, and then my family was there. <laughs> you know, dreams can be really funny. They can be really sad. They can be, you know, really, really obvious in their meaning, and they can be still obvious but like much more meaningful you know I also <clears throat> like for example I was really stressed out one week um I had lost my math textbook um and it was nearing the end of the semester and if you lose your textbook you got to pay a fine you got to pay a fee you get berated um and we were coming up on a unit that I was like not understanding at all I remember what it was actually it was polynomials um the following year I understood polynomials just fine but that entire week I had nightmares where my dad was teaching me polynomials for a week straight that was one heck of a reoccurring dream it would upset me every morning I would wake up upset which doesn't even is like even more miserable because my math period was the first period of the morning. So I just was waking up miserable thinking about math and I got there miserable thinking about math. I probably slept through a couple periods too. Um, <clears throat> anyways, did not mean to bring up an extra dream. I don't mean to ramble at the end of this episode. I hope you had a good time. I hope you get better sleep. I hope you hope you have amazing dreams. Um, I hope that everything in your um, dream interpretation journey goes really interestingly at the very least. I'm sure some things are really sad to think about, but you know, I just want us to all be better people and that's it. If you wanted to get into contact with me and tell me about your dreams or any other thing that I've spoken about on the show so far, um, you can email me at babylonrisingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at raya.light, that's L-I-T-E. Um, 
you can what else uh i have a youtube channel called also raya light raya l-i-t-e um that i just make fun youtube videos i don't necessarily get into topics the way that i do on the podcast here but i make cool stuff you might want to check out um and yeah i hope you have a great um journey into your own subconscious mind and ave babylon